it's me, it's me, it's the ROB mobbing once again with the cutest dude in the room right here on Perched on the Top Rope. The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. everyone to perched on the top rope it is me el adorable one alex todd lee cannot be with us today he has somewhat of a pet emergency at the moment had to go to the vets before they closed however he will be back with us later on as he and i will be doing a royal rumble 2000 watch along for all of you in celebration of royal rumble weekend rob how you doing today I am just peachy. It is uh, the most exciting weekend in football. It can't get any better than this. And let's hope Aaron Rodgers shoves it down the the wonderful uh, players of San Francisco. Absolutely. We've got the NFL playoffs next weekend. We've got Royal Rumble weekend. January, February, typically for sports fans and sports entertainment fans tend to be the more entertaining times of the year. And speaking of entertaining, we've got a little bit of big news this week. So I figured we sit down, we talk about it before we do this Royal Rumble watch along. Uh, We had reported to you in our SNL parody video that Mustafa Ali had asked for his release from WWE. We showed his quote that he posted on Twitter. Um, We have learned in the past day or two that WWE denied Mustafa Ali's request for his release. And I got to wonder why, because, you know, it's, we've, we've got someone like Tony storm who was basically in the championship picture. And when she had asked for her release and quit, they were like, yeah, sure. Okay. You're out of your contract. Bye. But Mustafa Ali, who they really haven't been using well for a while asked for his release and they say, no, Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it's because he made a big deal out of it online before actually asking somebody, but what do you think, Rob? surprised if he if Vince himself got on the phone with Nick Khan and said no matter what you do we do not get rid of this guy we are going to squash him like the cockroach that he is uh from now until the end of his contract and for Ali's sake I hope it's not a very long contract because he's going to be doing a lot of jobs yeah definitely either that or it's going to be another situation like with Pac where they basically made him sit at home forever when he was Neville and asked for his release, he sat at home, I think, for like over a year before his contract ran out. And it made like it was he just we hadn't seen by the time he showed up on AEW, we hadn't seen him on TV in almost years at that point. Well, see, in Pac's case, he chose to do that and WWE didn't necessarily have to pay him. Right. In Ali's case, if he shows up to work, he's going to want to get that WWE paycheck. And in wanting to get that WWE paycheck, he's going to be staring up at the lights a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's really unfortunate, too, because Ali is a very talented uh, talent. Um, you know, he actually was in the running multiple times for world championship, not necessarily runs with the title, but runs 
um, where he could have faced the world champion. I don't know if you remember, he was uh, in the middle of the big push when Kofi Mania originally started because Kofi ended up being Ali's replacement in the Elimination Chamber. At one point, Ali, in the Money in the Bank ladder match a couple of years ago, literally had his hands on the contract only for Brock Lesnar's music to play and Brock to come in. So there was multiple times where the fans were behind Ali and then they just kind of pulled the rug under from underneath them. I think the biggest mistake and the biggest thing that fucked him over in his career was that they turned him heel. Mustafa Ali should have never been a heel because he was captivating babyface. I'm very curious to know what the idea was that he pitched to Vince McMahon and, and the creative team that they shot down so so vehemently. Um, if you take a look at Mustafa Ali's social media, um, it seems like from what I was reading, that's where this was stemming from. Um, so I'm very curious to know what he was trying to push um, or what he was pitching. Yeah, from my understanding, he pitched creative an idea that was turned down. He was frustrated over it. And then Vince McMahon pitched something personally to him that is supposedly uh, something that Ali would have never done. So one can assume that it was probably offensive. Um, you know, I kind of made a joke about that in our little video that we did the other day as well. And then that led to a pretty intense shouting match between the two of them, which is where Ali basically after that had posted saying that he wanted his release. So it'll be interesting to see how much time Ali either stays at home for or how much time Ali gets jobbed out on TV. Uh, you know, we've actually seen times too where people in the past have asked for their release before they've been denied. And then Vince hasn't taken his anger out on them on TV. So I don't know. Maybe it's a situation that can be rectified. I just, I hope whatever Ali is hoping for in life, as far as professional wrestling, he can kind of figure out where he goes from here on out. Yeah. The shouting match, I don't think is, uh, is, is a good thing. No, never a good idea. Okay. So in other news, NWA power this week saw the debut of Raven. It's really cool to see Raven back in professional wrestling again. I know he's struggled with his issues over, you know, the past couple of years specifically. I know it's been health issues and other stuff. And uh, we haven't seen him on wrestling television with the exception of like a quick cameo in Impact Wrestling a few years ago in a while. So it's really cool to see Raven getting involved in the world of professional wrestling again. And I feel with his history as being a former NWA world champion that NWA power is a good place for him and that. I personally think we could see him become a manager to a superstar in the future. Absolutely. And Raven is actually a very creative genius. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that his mind really works in, in, in phenomenal ways, not just mysterious ways, but phenomenal ways. Um, and, and I think he's going to be a great addition to NWA. Very, I don't know how much activity as far as wrestling he may, he may do, but like you said, um, I could definitely see him being a, a great manager um, and, and basically being able to construct a match from the outside for some of those talents at the NWA. Absolutely. He kind of reminds me of how Conan has given back to the business in the past few years as well. So uh, I would, yeah. I would definitely like to see him have that influence on the NWA. Well, and I'm not, I'm not too worried about him being able to wrestle or not because people also got to realize the man's kind of up there in age. He's been around for a while. And having come from that ECW background, I'm sure the bones aren't uh, necessarily functioning as well as they should. No, not at all. Not at all. 
you know, sometimes I wonder how Tommy Dreamer still does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Tommy, Tommy's got a lot of back fat. So there's a lot of padding back there. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody in the business can resist a Tommy Dreamer fat joke, can they? <laughs> <laughs> got to throw it in there. <laughs> but that'll be cool to see what Raven does in the future. Our biggest talking point that I want to talk about this week, because we've got a couple things that we can go off of on this specific topic is the return of John Moxley to AEW. Um, did you hear what he said to the heckling fan right as his promo started on AEW? That, that was awesome. Dude, I that was, was awesome. I, I, I was laying in bed. He did that, and I popped up and just said, yes, that was fucking great. Dude, Ta- the- and, and I couldn't really hear what the fans said, and I tried to go back and rewind it a few times. But he just, he put his hands down and he just, hey, get him the fuck out of here. I lost it. That was the greatest thing. Welcome back, Moxley. And it was great, too, because I was watching it live, too. TBS didn't get it censored in time either. So it was straight F-bomb on live TV. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the great thing about it was, you know, if you've ever gone to a sporting event or, or something where a chant breaks out, Mm-hmm. everyone was chanting welcome back welcome back welcome back and it's usually like a three spot you usually get three welcome backs or three you deserves it or three you still got it that sort of thing mm-hmm. to go with the claps and everything like that and who that one fan just kept on going and i don't know if that one fan never been to a wrestling match didn't get the memo or whatever the heck was going on but moxley surely put him in his place well, no, he kept going, and then out loud he said uh, something along the lines of, get him out of there, he's probably still drunk. Oh, oh, I didn't see, I, that, didn't, I didn't, I tried rewinding it several times, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that, okay. Yeah, so that was, that was what got him, and at that point, I don't blame him on having him kicked out, but my god, that was hilarious. But, um, real talk, though, the, the promo that he gave on AEW, on Dynamite, you could tell came straight from the heart. Uh, he's he's had his issues over the past year or so you looking at pictures back to back of right before he left and right when he came back this past week you could tell he's in a healthier position he looks better than he did when he was in wwe in my opinion oh yeah he Um, looks 10 years younger mm -hmm. um he looks 20 25 pounds lighter and Mm -hmm. and lighter in the sense that you know for anyone that's never you know, had a massive drinking problem. You get very, very bloated um, mm-hmm. when you're doing it as much as, as Moxley was doing it. Um, and and you could clearly see, like you were saying, Alex, the two side-by-side pictures. He, what, his, his face. His, you um, can see it in his, his cheeks. His stomach. Yeah, everything. He really was severely bloated with the alcohol. And, and you know, if that's what uh, a month to, to, to two months at most, he, I think he was gone rehab does for you god bless i want to go yeah right yeah no he i would say he almost looks like he's in the shape he was back when the shield first formed like he looks like he looked 10 years ago yeah it's insane but the promo too he basically without going into it too much because we've we've seen like um when jeff hardy's had his issues in the past no disrespect to him but we've seen when he's had his issues in the past and he's addressed them on live television that Jeff will actually go into them quite extensively. Um, I think part of that's just because he, you know, he doesn't have anything to hide, but he'll go into it quite extensively. I think 
John was trying to take it in a route where he didn't want to make the segment about him, but at the same time, it was basically, I'm back, I'm healthy, I'm going to kick everybody's asses, and here we go, we're on another wild ride. And I really liked the thing he said at the end of the promo where he's like, the only thing I drink from here on out is blood. And and immediately, I don't know about anybody else, but you remember when Charlie Sheen had his issues and he went through the whole tiger blood thing? Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's what was running through my mind was was the tiger blood comment from Charlie Sheen when he said, now the only thing I drink is blood. But man, he, he was he was on fire. He was on fire. And then uh, last night he, he wrestled a great match uh, for for uh, for Rampage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He did his uh, match with all ego. Ethan Page was really good. Um, it showed he was even he's faster in the ring now, too. Like, well, think about it. If you took if you took 10 to, to 15 pounds of of pure bloat and fat off mm-hmm. of your body, you're going to move a lot quicker. I'm sure his conditioning is a lot better now. Right. Um, it's amazing when you cut that out of your 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 system. And I'm sure there are other people in 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 the wrestling business like Road Dog and, and Jeff Jarrett, you know, who could speak on that as well. Uh, that once they cut that out of their their life, they the conditioning and everything got a, a hell of a lot better. Um, you know, Road Dog and Billy went on a, a that the very last WWE Tag Team Championship run mm-hmm. that they went on not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was was a direct result of both of them cutting that, cutting all the garbage out of their system, and 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 they were back. Otherwise, I I don't think you would have seen that. Absolutely. I got to agree on that. Uh, what happened after the match on Rampage, though, I just want to talk about for a quick second. We had a stare down between John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Now, the funny thing is, and I sent this meme to Lee last night, there's a picture from, I don't know if it's exactly 10 years ago, might have been around 2013. And it's a picture from an episode of Friday Night Smackdown. It's a six man tag match. And on one side, it's got the shield. And on the other side, it's got, um, Daniel Bryan and the Usos. And I stated on above the picture, the meme said, isn't it funny how all six of these superstars 10 years later are all involved in storylines with each other right now, because Daniel Bryan said, um, Moxley had just started a feud on rampage and then Roman's got the Usos and he's currently feuding with Seth. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of cool, but I, John Moxley versus Daniel Bryan, not, in a WWE ring, sign me up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's that's going to be gold. But this is something I want to talk on the Moxley promo. Um, I want to get your opinions on because this is in the past 24 to 48 hours. This has been a really, really hot subject. Bully Ray went on to talk about the John Moxley segment. And he said basically that Moxley should apologize to the fans that he owes them an apology not because of specifically his drinking problem, but because he missed time away from AEW and that what if there was certain fans that bought tickets to AEW with the expectation of seeing Moxley and didn't get to. And he's saying now that they owe, that Moxley owes them an apology. I wonder if he would feel that way with, with his ECW counterparts uh, that he worked with that, um, you know, who didn't have a problem in that company? Uh, you know, I, I wonder if he would be as bold in to say that kind of thing to a road dog 
or to a Jeff Jarrett or to a Billy Gunn. Um, you know, he I think he overstepped on that one. Bully is not a bright person by any stretch of the imagination. Let's let's put that out there. Bully is not a bright person. Anybody who thinks he is, you got another thing coming. There is a there is a reason why uh, you know, the beautiful and talented Velvet Sky left his fat ass high flounder. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's just a moron to suggest that uh, John Moxley or anybody else who's gone through substance issues owes anyone an apology. What they owe the apology to is their family, their direct family, who I'm sure he's had that discussions with Renee and, and his newborn child. Um, and and the, the whole thing is important for Mox to get clean for himself. He's of no value to anybody if he's dead. And, and the path he was going down was only going to lead to one, one straight area, and that was six feet under. So good for Mox on getting clean. He doesn't owe anybody an apology. What he does owe the, the wrestling world is going forward being at the best and top of his game, which if you watched Rampage last night, he certainly was. Um, and if you take a look at any of the comments that followed Bully Ray's masterful uh, thought process, um, his own people who he works with where he made these wonderful comments aren't even backing him up. Uh, other, than, other than Dave LaGreca, who's a spineless uh, jellyfish. Uh, but Mark Henry said that he, he didn't know anybody apology. Um, Tommy Dreamer did not feel that Moxley owed anybody an apology. Uh, Renee Young, hats off to Renee Young telling Bully Ray he had a bad take. Hats off to uh, the great Soraya, a.k.a. Paige, uh, for, for not only telling Bully he was an idiot, but then telling the wrestling world that's why we like Devon more. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a laundry list of people who, who decided to take off on Bully. Um, and... You know, he hasn't backed down from it because he had his his chances. Uh, Maybe he'll back down from it on Monday uh, because anybody who listens to uh, that show where he made those comments this week or or, I'm sorry, on Monday, they're going to have their power rankings Mm -hmm. as as spineless LaGreca likes to to do on every Monday. You can bet your ass that uh, John Moxley is going to be number one on that uh, power ranking. Um, and I'm very curious to hear Bully Ray's comments after he's named number one on the power rankings, if he'll either A, retract his statement, or if someone will call up and call this new Moxley run the unapologetic tour uh, that he's going to go on in AEW. And if Moxley, hey, if AEW and wrestling, pro wrestling tees and Moxley are listening, here's your new T-shirt. Get every single city that AEW is going to be performing in, list them on the back like a concert t-shirt, and on the front, put John Moxley, the unapologetic tour, and let that go through pro wrestling tees. There you go. I just gave you your new hottest selling t-shirt. Yes, there is a reason that they hired me way back in the day. Oh, my brother. Testify. That's, uh, I mean, I, I, they, 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 you know, I don't know what else you could say to that. Uh, Bully Ray's just a moron. Just a moron. Go catch some more flounder, you fledgling fish. 
be I'm I'm personally not going to go that far because I don't want them to cancel me on my on uh, online or you know even worse I don't want them to sit on me. Um, <laughs> but I guess like I I'm a, I agree with you 100 bad take. Um, it would have been one thing if Moxley's issues had caused a real issue on television like the Jeff Hardy Victory Road incident. Jeff owed the the fans an apology at that point because it messed up the whole main event. Moxley's situation never went that far. Yes, you could tell that he was having some issues, but like he was still giving us 100% when he was in the ring. He was still doing his job, but he realized outside of work that, hey, I have to make some changes and I have to leave to do it for a little while. So I don't think he owes anybody an apology. It was good to see the rest of the wrestling industry take his side. I, I really got to wonder specifically with Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer taking his side, like what the relationship, the working relationship with Bully is going to be at that point. But, uh, you know, if you guys, you know, would rather listen to a better show, you can listen to the Perch on the Top Road podcast instead. Exactly. I'll never ask anybody to, to apologize for anything on this show. Um, you know, and, and here's the other thing. If you think about it, um, you know, I think the reason all of the wrestlers took the side of, of John Moxley, other than the fact that it was the most ridiculous thing that was ever said on behalf of Bully. Uh, but anybody who's been a part of this business knows the long hours, the long time away from your family, and the, the heavy toll uh, it takes not only on your body when you're in the ring, but also the mindset outside the ring. And when you're away from your family for that long period of time um, and, and you're going from hotel to hotel and there is a bar in every single hotel that you check into, you know, five out of the seven days that you're on the road um, and there's nothing else to do since you don't play video games like AJ Styles and, and, and uh, Bay Bay Bay, um, you know, you, you don't pack up your PlayStation 5 and throw it in your backpack. Moxley goes to the bar. Ric Flair goes to the bar. Kevin Nash goes to the bar. A lot of these guys, they go to the bar. Some people just sit there, and, 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 and when you're depressed, that's all you're doing all the time. Guys, I've been there. I, <laughs> I know. So, you know, I, I know exactly, um, you know, where, where – where where Mox may have uh, gone wrong, and and I'm glad he got right because uh, you know that's that's why he doesn't uh, have to apologize to anybody because anybody who's done this knows the 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 toll it takes not only on your body in the ring but out of the ring when you're missing your family um, and your your kids. I know he just had a baby, obviously, so that that's obviously going to take a toll on you. I think even if you're not on the road, you know, you and I just as regular people have dealt with that stuff on our own. Um, You know, it's, it's human nature, especially once you get into adulthood, Um, even, even since the pandemic has started, you know, people are tend to be stuck in their homes a lot more too. And there's nothing to do, but drink. And so, you know what? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm being, I'm being honest. There's, not much to do but drink, especially if you're like me and you live in upstate New York where everything is covered in snow currently, so you don't want to leave your house even if there isn't a pandemic. Thank you, New York State. Um, but no, for real, like you, if as long as what Mox was doing wasn't actually fully affecting how the show ran on live TV, 
he doesn't owe anybody an apology in my opinion. Um, I personally as well, I think it was a bad take on bully race part. I, I would hope that he does rescind what he says, or at least gives more of a, a well thought explanation. Well, like trying to maintain that he wasn't trying to offend him. Um, bad take on my part personally, but still on the Mox page, I've got one more thing I want to talk about. And this is an AEW related. Rob, did you watch Friday night SmackDown this week? Of course. Didn't you like where Seth Rollins referred to Dean Ambrose as John Moxley and yep. then Pat McAfee did it on commentary as well. Yep. Yep. They, they kept dropping his name. Now don't, don't get it twisted. He's not going to enter the Royal rumble. He's not one of those mystery guys, but yeah, he, I, I heard it. I also, uh, one of the other things, which was really funny from a, from a side perspective, was when Eric Bischoff also showed up on SmackDown mm-hmm. and uh, Pat McAfee called it 82 weeks, 82 weeks of wisdom right there in that room. Not 83. It's mm-hmm. 83 weeks is the podcast, but he called it 82. I loved it. And it popped really hard that he called it 82 weeks. But yeah, I, you know, the references are there. I, one thing I love about Pat McAfee is he takes it, he, he, they have him there for the, the fan perspective, and he really just says whatever comes off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he dropped he dropped a couple uh, asses and things like that last night. So it's you know, they they're not they're I think all wrestling companies have their foot on the pedal right now, balls to the wall mm-hmm. um, in in what they're saying. WWE just isn't doing a lot, right. Well, and they, this is also the time of the year where they're in the quiet lull right before the Royal Rumble hits, and then it just goes uphill from there. Um, with all of this forbidden door talk, and I know you're maintaining that it's not going to be him, I'm going to hope it's Moxley if there is a forbidden door entrance until the Royal Rumble is over and it's hot. Um, I know that it's likely that it won't happen, but it's pro wrestling, so if someone, you know, you can fantasy book, you know? What if they bring back Stardust? I'll cry. What, what can, can we get you to can we get a live tape of you like watching mm-hmm. i want you to go to lee's and i okay. want lee to just like videotape you watching the rumble this will be a side thing that we can put up on perched on the top rope and i want to watch your reaction to each of the entrants in the the royal rumble because I got a funny feeling Stardust might show up. And even if even if nobody from AEW shows up, you're just going to see me like slightly get more and more depressed through every <laughs> every video of him taping it. You just see my shoulders just slump a little more. A little more. <laughs> a little more. Um, I, I don't know. It'd be, I, just with all the talk of the Forbidden Door, it would be really cool if they do do something like that. But it's WWE. They're going to WWE. So... You know, I, for all, you for know, all we know, Roman Reigns is going to win the Royal Rumble. Well, since you did bring it up, the the Royal Rumble, I'm I'm you know more and more and more leaning towards in the women's Royal Rumble that it could be one of those outside, non rostered WWE talents that wins the women's Royal Rumble. Right. I just got a a something grumbling in my stomach. That's telling me that it could be that it, it it just has to be somebody other than someone that's currently on the roster just to make the wrestling world explode and and go wild from 
you know, what, next week all the way up until April 3rd. Right. I've, I've got my theory, but I'm going to save who I think wins the women's match till next week uh, when we go to do our Royal Rumble show. I've, I've, I, my thought process is kind of in the same area that yours is, Rob. So I, I have a feeling that it's going to be somebody that's not on the roster, but we'll talk about that more next week when we get into our actual predictions. But back to AEW, uh, before the show ends, I want to, because I know you always have an opinion on this particular superstar, I want to get your thoughts on the Cody Rhodes promo from Dynamite. Um, I, You know, I like Cody. Um, I think he always brings that piss and vinegar to his promos. Um, you know, he always brings the raw motion, which is awesome. Even, even if he's working the crowd, he brings that raw motion. Um, I definitely... <laughs> I definitely like the subtle stab at we're not the company that changes Walter to Gunther. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I definitely like that. However, you go from trying to claim that your company is original to then telling the story about, you know, the, the, the two titles that you're going to hang from the, you know, the rafters and you're going to have these big two ladders and two guys are going to go up and one guy's going to come down with both titles Hey, that's WrestleMania 10, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Oh, by the way, the guy you're fighting is a Spanish guy. Um, so, you know, kind of kind of stole that there. But then he also went off on the tangent um, about why he wouldn't turn heel. I like the fact that he crossed that, that door or that fourth wall, if you will, where he called it heel. Mm-hmm. You never hear wrestlers when they're talking, when they're cutting promos, when they're doing anything, say certain words, like those inside words, baby face, heel, you know, that sort of thing. And he used that word, um, you know, which gives you that, like I started with, that shoot-esque, piss and vinegar kind of promo where he was going. Um, I don't think, I think, you know, in this situation, it's it's still just the fans are going to want to shit on who they want to shit on. They're going to cheer who they want to cheer. Um, but I hats off to Cody for, for crossing and and blowing up every single uh, wall, bridge, door that you possibly could on that promo. I agree. Um, unlike a lot of people, I've been a huge Cody Rhodes fan basically since he was in WWE. I personally love him in AEW. I love his theme song. Uh, Downstate is one of my favorite wrestling theme bands. Um, I have only heard the term turning heel slash heel turn in one other promo ever. And it was from John Cena in WWE. And it was like, it was like a little joke that he had made like a sly little reference towards the fan. And he had like was talking about doing a little dance and then he showed them his heel turning and he was like, maybe a little heel turn. And like that as a joke, <laughs> And that was only as a joke. So, like, he wasn't really talking about it. But he wasn't were- using – see, he, in that instance, and I know the promo you're talking about, mm-hmm. he was legit talking about his heel turning, even though you know the reference, what he was going to. Right. Cody actually, in his promo, used the terminology turn heel. Like it was a regular conversation. Like it was that, – like, that's what he was going for. He wasn't making a joke about right. doing the heel turn or the do do or anything like that. He was legit going after that terminology and smacking the fans in the face with it, which um, 
I, you know, like I said, I remember the John Cena one, mm -hmm. uh, but he was he was making a joke in the heel turn, right? Whereas Cody actually was telling the fans, "Hey, screw you! This is what you know you guys were talking about." And I, I that's the one thing I love the most about AEW compared to other wrestling companies, basically ever, is that they have flat out said that they're trying to kind of somewhat do away with the heel baby face concept in professional wrestling because it's something that's been done forever. Um, the idea of it kind of does hold some superstars back sometimes. And so there's a lot of guys that we've seen since the inception of AEW that they'll either go back and forth depending on who they're feuding with, just how they're acting, or like some guys like Cody, who's basically a tweener right now without actually being a tweener because for them it doesn't really exist but the thing i liked the most about this promo was that he called the fans out because in pro wrestling basically since john cena we saw it particularly with roman reigns years ago and then with drew mcintyre last year that fans once they love somebody long enough their favorite thing to do is just turn on them and then say they're the worst. They're like the worst thing ever, even though months or a year before they were cheering the hell out of them. Drew McIntyre was on this run up to WrestleMania 36. And then last year, everybody hated him. Roman Reigns was the most popular member of the shield when the shield was a thing. And then they hated him. John Cena, when he was the doctor of thugonomics was the coolest up and coming thing there was. And then he won the title and they hated him. Paul so, Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, for example, too. So I think it was cool that, because none of them ever really called the fans out. And Cody basically was like, he used CM Punk as a reference because Punk was in the match before him, before his segment. And he brought up CM Punk's pipe bomb and talked about how it opened doors for everybody in professional wrestling. He then tied that into the, the forbidden door concept. And he's like, well, CM Punk had talked about this in that promo, talked about Ring of Honor and New Japan. And he goes, I went and did all of that. He goes, and I helped build this company. And he was speaking right from the heart. And he goes, and you all cheered me for it. And he goes, nothing's changed since then. And I love the way that he called all the fans out because by the end of the promo, the fans were cheering for him again. That yeah. is how you take a baby face that's being booed and you get him to get cheered again. You have him tell the fans the truth. And sometimes you have him call the fans out. That's why you've never noticed anybody, the fans, when, when he's throughout his wrestling career, you've never really seen the fans turn on CM Punk because Punk has that same uh, mentality where he's able to flip the crowd. It's all about crowd manipulation, in my opinion. Well, not only that, but I think it also goes to uh, the difference between AEW and WWE in the sense that, WWE, if the, if the shoe was on the other foot and, and you were doing that same exact Cody situation in WWE, they would have just a straight-up game plan. And you're just going to run with this and say this and, and just be, you know, like with blinders on. That was how you're going to go through this promo. In AEW, hats off to Cody for knowing when to call an audible. I call it the Peyton Manning. I mean, we started this thing talking about, uh, you know, the start of the playoffs. One of the greatest thing is, is, and I always call it the Peyton Manning syndrome, is to stand at the line of scrimmage, look over at what you're about to do, and then figure out if you need to call an audible. Mm -hmm. And in AEW, they're able to call those audibles in the ring if they feel the crowd going a certain way. And they don't just go with the, 
the, the outcome just to go with it. If it doesn't make sense, some of these top-tier guys like your Cody's and your Punk's have the ability to call this thing on the fly, and, and, and that's when you get that reaction that you're talking about. That's why if you look back at old Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. not the Roman Reigns you got now, but the Roman Reigns when they were trying, when no matter what that guy said, the fans crapped on him. It was because he didn't have the freedom and the ability to call an audible and change things. Yeah. And, and, and you just kept jamming this down everybody's throat. Back then, when the fans were live pre-COVID and before any of this thing ever started, when, when he was the baby, if you will, and, and they were booing him and trying to tear him down and wouldn't even let the poor guy speak. He was so flustered he couldn't even remember his lines. That's the other problem, too, is they're making them memorize these lines. And when the crowd doesn't go with you, you get taken off your game. If he had the ability to just call an audible and say, you know what? Fuck you. And turn on who, who where, where, whatever city they were in and just turn on them and go with it. Be the heel. Mm-hmm. You know. You you would have you would have started this earth on its this Roman Reigns earth on its access three years prior to, to now, right? Or even similarly to Cody's run, you could have even had them stay face but still crawl call the 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 crowd out. You know, just be like, well, I was doing these same exact things when I was in the Shield X Y Z year ago, uh, you know, years ago, and you guys all cheered me when I was the last one in the 2014 Royal Rumble with Dave Batista. The whole entire arena was cheering for Roman. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think he has that ability now, now that he's got this head of the table gimmick. And I think a big part of it has to do with the fact that he was working with Paul Heyman too, because Paul Heyman is one of two people that I see on television nowadays that are given the option, maybe three to call audibles. And they're basically Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and John Cena. Um, Yeah. But I think a lot of, you know, that ability that Roman has now has to do with his work with Paul Heyman too. But, uh, yeah, no, I personally think this for me is going to be uh, Cody's most memorable promo of his career. The the emotion that he drew out of it, you know, I didn't, I didn't like, like you said, I don't like the comparisons to the WrestleMania 10 match between Razor and Sean at the end, but with two titles, what can you do? That I can ignore, but the, the bulk of that promo where he basically called the fans out was awesome. <laughs> I I loved it. I loved it. Cody, like I said, I've I've known Cody for years, years before anybody knew Cody. I knew Cody. Um, he would go with his dad to shows when we would do shows in the Carolinas, and he would just sit in the back. And Cody and I still talk about that to this day. Um, you know, when we see each other in passing from time to time. Um, but he brings that raw emotion, um, and he brings that that passion, and that's what I love about him. The sad thing is, like his dad, you can't put that ability and that raw emotion in somebody else. They either have it or they don't. Um, and that's why we should cherish Cody for, for you know, the, the, the promos that he gives us and people that have, you know, people like Cody that have that ability because you can't train somebody to do that. You can You can give them pointers, but... They either have that out of that eggshell, like an MJF, or they don't. Absolutely. 100% agree, Rob. And with that being said, I think that's about all we have for today. We are going to take a short intermission. 
and then we will be back with me and Lee. Rob's got some football to go watch. Uh, we'll be back with me and Lee, and we are going to do our watch-along of the 2000 Royal Rumble match. Thank you for staying with Perched on the Top Rope, as we will be right back after this short intermission. Also, make sure to check us out on social media. You can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. Twitter at twitter.com slash perched top rope. Instagram at instagram.com slash perched on the top rope podcast. Twitch at twitch.tv slash perched on the top rope. And TikTok at tiktok.com slash perched on the top rope. You can also find our podcast at Apple, Red Circle, Podbay, Spotify, Audible, and Stitcher. Welcome everyone to the Perched Watch Along. This is on this day, January 23rd, the 2000 Royal Rumble in Madison Square Garden in New York City. By the way, thanks for tuning into the podcast earlier and make sure you go and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. Fans, as we say, spoiler freeze, the way to be, my partner Alex here has never seen the 2000 Royal Rumble. We're all in for a treat, folks. I hope you stay along and watch and enjoy. So yeah, like you said, I've never seen the Rumble before. Yeah. Obviously, like, I know who wins it, but I can't tell you, like... 90% of the people that I know of who are going to be in the I know who they are. I have no idea who's in this specific match. Okay, so I really like this rumble. There's some really cool spots that happen. Evo is one of the wrestlers I do remember from when I was a kid because I always, like, there was like a, a small amount of time where I didn't watch wrestling. D'Lo, when I was a kid, I always ran around doing the, the head thing. Funny thing about D'Lo, did you ever watch, I believe it was, um, I think it was like WWF Superstars or Wrestling Challenge, Jerry the King Lawler is coming out in one of those like pedestals like where people are holding you up. Dwayne Gill, who we interviewed, youtube.com slash person on top wrote that interview is there. Um, D'Lo is one of the ones with Dwayne Gill carrying Jerry Lawler. Hmm. And I believe it's D'Lo who's the one who like slips and like Lawler falls off the thing and everything. Interesting. All right. Too cool. We're great heels, mm-hmm. but kudos to WWE for transitioning them into faces. I mean, using Rikishi helped, but realistically, oh, quick turn of the head there from Brian. Wouldn't be the first neck injury to No offense to you. We love you. 
You know what match the was from? Obviously, I assume it was before the Rumble match. Um, the Triple H uh, Cactus Jack oh, Street yeah, Fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Gotcha. See, like, I know a lot of these matches, but I don't know, like, what years and what pay per views they were at, so I know it's matches. You're in for a good one. Wait, what is this? That is Headbanger Mosh, one half of the Headbangers. I know that, but what is he doing? He's wearing a bra with nipple tassels. And furry nipples. Yes. Okay. Alright. Oh, it's Kai and Tai! No, they did not qualify for the Rumble. I like how, how cute of them to think that they could uh, take everybody out. Ooh. That'll hurt. Ow. I like Grandmaster Sexy's uh, attire. Aside from the do rag, uh, 15 years later, they would recycle that costume for Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Oh, wow. His power box. Ooh, Ooh, I like that bulldog. Yeah, like right on Suspended the, in air. Uh, but right on the foot of Mosh, if you watched, right? Were to get him in the ankle? Yeah, that, that's why he's checking on him now. Can you talk about the shape that D'Lo was in, too? D'Lo deserved power. I think D'Lo has said it. Before he started, like, just getting Christian? his W. Yeah. Long-haired Christian. Had him and Edge gone their separate ways? Because that's, like, a different beep song. Um, no. Interesting. That was a, never no, because this Royal, Rump, or this Royal Rumble was the very first um, ladder match with the Hardy Boys. Of the Dudley Boys. Okay. So, they just so that hasn't. Yeah. They so just, they just have kind of generic music at this point. I was going to say, I've never heard that theme before. Once he gets to a certain point in his career, Christian also just like has bangers for theme songs for the rest of his career. Oh, between 100%. like the female WWE theme song that he had, the female sang one, his original TNA theme, the theme he got when he came back to WWE, and his AEW, all incredible, all bangers. As contrary to popular belief, this video is not sponsored by Taco Bell. Lee's just very hungry. Oh! 
Rakishi, as JR would say. You ever notice he never said Rakishi? It was always Rakishi. It's like he spells it R A. Yeah, right. Mosh has been eliminated. Bye, Mosh. Oh, Christian, that won't do well, right? You know, that's another one that surprises me that Rikishi was never a world champion. Goodbye, Christian. Like, heel Rikishi easily could have been world champion. But he did it for The Rock. He did it for The Rock. Rikishi driver. Boom! I love the Rikishi driver. Yeah. Rikishi. Oh. Oh. He looks so much like Gary. It's not even funny. Oh. I always loved how they played that they weren't father and son on TV. Oh! Oh! No way! Two pole all in the ring together? No. Scotty's like, guys, guys, calm down. Why would you say Super Bowl 56 when draft games can make you feel like a champion all play this game? Betting $5 to win $280 if your team wins. That's 56 to 1 on. And a business sports betting partner for the NFL. Yeah, dude. Bro, they gotta do it. There's no way they don't do it. The shades are going on. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. In the middle of the rumble? Look at the whole crowd, dude. Bro. Oh, oh, here it comes. One, oh, ah, M. Oh, he only does it three times in the dance. What a ripoff. I don't want my money back. <laughs> and there it is. Every man for themselves. Can't blame him. No, but. He even said so. He's like. It's just business, guys. How much hairspray do you think Scotty Too Hot used? He had longer hair, I believe, too. So I would say uh, a lot. I bet he spent throughout his career, I bet he spent more money, like, realistically. Because, like, his, his attire is pretty simple. I bet you he spent more money on the amount of hairspray he had used throughout his career. Then on regular. I like how Rikishi still just dancing. I want Shokishi. Huh. That is one large ass. I got the gamer man just zoomed in on it. 
Ooh, Steve Blackman. I remember when he debuted. They had him portrayed as like a fan. Right. I feel like he's another person who could have been taken more seriously, too. Had they put a little more time into him? Yeah. Because for his size, the agility he has is pretty insane. Blackman sucks. Must be a heel. Oh! They just didn't know how to talk. He just couldn't, you know, he couldn't do it on the mic. I'll do it. Like, that's all... Sorry. Trying to get it back for you. That's all WWE wants. People like to talk. Yeah. Bring it. It's early, but Rikishi is the marathon guy right now. Yep. At this point, I think it. Well, I don't know, but he's also got most eliminations so far too. He's eliminated everything, hasn't he? Yeah. So far. This is a cool entrance too. The car. Yeah. yeah I agree. Viscera! Is he still Mabel or is he Viscera? Oh, he's Viscera. I didn't know when he switched from being Mabel to Viscera. No, that, um... Oh, he's just not... He's not the world's largest love machine. He came... He, no, he came back as Viscera and he was with, uh... The corporate ministry and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, and then after that's all him done, and Midian's yeah. The world's largest love machine. This <laughs> Can you blame him? No, I'm also Julian Garcia. Yeah. Sorry, you know. Remember that I'm sure these. I said some really inappropriate things about these little dessert bites from Taco Bell the leader We're not gonna repeat it. They actually owe me a free one. My brother wanted Taco Bell after work one day. So I went and got it because I was over on that side of the city. God, these super kicks. Look at that speed Rikishi's getting. Oh! Wow! He didn't even have to lift him up. Rikishi's killing him. Rikishi was so over. I wish he had won the world title. Boss man. Boss man. So, 
He, at this point in his career, has already gone to WCW and right? Oh, yeah. He, had, he was in WCW before he was the big boss, man, in the late 80s. Yeah, no, I mean when he ended up going and being in the NWA. He was all yeah, this is him after that. Okay. But he was with WWF once before, right? Or, yeah, early. Not touching him. All right. I wouldn't get in the ring either. Hmm. Here we go. Here comes another one. Nothing happened here. Oh, yeah. Got rid of him, too. Test! Test. This is the test. Oh, were they feuding at this point? Mm -hmm. Now, who was... Mm. I don't remember this one. Who was Baby? Who was here? I'm assuming Boss Man. Bo yeah, Boss Man Shield. Dude, I do remember how obsessed the women were with Tesla. Oh, yeah. Boss Man, when he came back to WWF, mm -hmm. um, the previous big Boss Man that we know from this Wait, did general... Boss Man not get eliminated? Did he go under the ropes? No, he never even... This is his first time oh, he, he didn't in the ring. Oh, he never in the ring. Okay. So, like, the Hasbro era big Boss Man was always a face. This era... This era happens to be um, a heel throughout the rest of his career. This is a giant heel. Cool. I saw a really sick dream match. What? Test versus Damian Priest. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Throw like the Intercontinental or the US title on the line. That's a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Bulldog! Bulldog in the jeans. The jeans. You know, I love I love this look for the bulldog, but like the braids, the long braids too, is just also similar. When he when he wore the long, the uh, long tights, yeah. yeah. But this look is also like super iconic to look too. Yeah. Generally, if boss, if not boss man, if uh, if bulldogs in a video game, I prefer that they have both of his costumes. I mean, him with the. Uh, Heart Foundation, because they all had the jackets. Oh, yeah, the jackets, too. That was a favorite of mine. I love I loved the Heart Foundation. Oh, he was... He was going to give him a Yoko's Bonsai drop. They are family. <laughs> 
Yep. His ain't gonna end well. No. What? What are they doing? Oh. I can't tell if he's trying to lift him out or make him up. <laughs> I mean, if he backs There's out. There's a cotton candy guy in the crowd. Oh, yeah. I've gone to Raw these days. They don't have anybody come through the crowd anymore. No, it's not not like that anymore. What a ripoff. I thought he was going to try and powerbomb him. What if the cotton candy guy enters the Royal Rumble? I'm, I'm betting on him. I mean, Johnny Knoxville is in this year. Oh, yeah, he is. Drew Carey's been... Gangrel! Oh, I like the graffiti at the entrance, too. Mm-hmm. Pants. Tess was trying to grab him before he was even ready. I'm glad that that theme still gets used on WWE. Oh! When Edge does a special entrance. Oh, Kai Tai's back! Kai and Tai, my bad. Thanks, JR. Oh! oh. And got again! I'm going to go ahead and assume, this This is the thing you can kind of spoil, I'm going to go ahead and assume that this happens multiple times throughout the Rumble. Where they just come back and get thrown right back. <sighs> yeah. Poor guys. Um, I'm, no, it's not. It's, no. It would have been. But when they showed... Uh, Takamishinoko going over. They're going to show a replay. Here, watch this. Oh! That's why it stops. Oh, he went head first into the ground. He uh, broke like an orbital orbital bone or something. Oh, he went right into the ground. Yeah, and he was, he was out for a few months, I believe. How awful does that have to be to get injured and be out in a match that you weren't even technically in? Yeah. Yeah! Alex is a big Edge fan. My favorite wrestler ever. On this day, <laughs> we like Edge so much that Lee even uses part of his theme to do the On This Day in Histories on our Facebook page. So Edge even has. Influence over first on the top. Thanks, Ed. Sad that Christian's already gone. Are we going to have the brood? Yeah, a reunion. That doesn't look like there's really a reunion going on right now. No, not at all. I just love the way JR says Rikishi's name. Rikishi. See, the brood was only together for so long. Yeah. And that includes being part of the ministry. Yeah. But. It's funny because if you look back in history, they really weren't together all that long. No, but like the theme is so iconic. That's what everybody remembers. And the, the bloodbath and all that type stuff. Right. I mean, Edge just recently did it on Raw. And it's funny too because they really only used that theme for the brood when it was like him, Edge, and Christian. Because when they. Oh, I think they. 
Yeah. Um, because when when there was the new room with the Hardy Boys, they like used they did the same entrance with the flames and whatnot, but they used the Hardy Boys that song. Yeah. Instead. Where's the weirdest things to bring later on in his career? Oh, God. He was actually at SmackDown recently. I saw he was taking photos with people. Yeah. What a missed opportunity for them not to put him on TV. One of the longest reigning world champions in history. The second. Yep. Longest. Only behind, obviously, for the rest of the team. Yep. They wanted him to take that. No! 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 And there goes Rakishi. It was a good run. Rakishi, as he says. Rakishi has been eliminated. <laughs> when you hear it, you I, it's help. like he's trying to make an obvious reference that Rakishi is the Rock's cousin. Yeah. Rakishi. <laughs> I've still got my money on the kind of candy ball. Just kidding, I know who this right here. Last time he held the WWF Championship, he lost it, I believe, in Madison Square Garden in 18 seconds. It was Kevin Nash, right? Or Diesel. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. They've been on for like five minutes. Calm down. Jericho! Yeah. Undisputed Intercontinental Champion. He's been a couple of different kinds of undisputed champions. There he goes. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh. One of my other favorites. I love this. Little did those two men know that they would go on to wrestle for the world title in WrestleMania 26. Oh, so much for that teamwork. You see Backlund just stopping to the back. He's hilarious. He is so damn funny. Look at, he's in the audience. He went through the crowd. It's Crash! Crash! He allegedly weighs 400 pounds. 
Little man summon. No offense. May he rest in peace. <laughs> what? On earth. Why did Edge spank him? Because he's a little boy. Yeah. Little boys get spanked when they're bad. Fair enough. R.I.P. to Bulldog, too. A couple of legends that are gone, too. Boss Man. Yeah, boss Man. Test. Yeah. Hey, they made my childhood great. I'm forever thankful. I mean, they were still around for when I, like a lot. Some of these guys were still around when I started watching wrestling again. I just wish I could have met them. Yeah. The action figures I missed out on getting yeah. signed. You've met Gangrel, though. Yes, I have. I have a signed figure of his. Here we go. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, five four, three, two, one. China! I forgot what her theme music was, to be honest with you. China! China was one of the first wrestlers who I, like, knew of as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, when I, like, when I first, like, spotted wrestling when I was a small child, before, like, I started watching it again years down the road and, like, actually got into it, it was a lot of, like, the, the DX guys. Yeah. I knew of China. I knew of The Rock. And I like knew of Triple H. My uh, my younger sister, her dad, watched wrestling. That's how I found him. When I was first young. Oh, Jericho's gone. Wow, was a suplex. Oh, and China's gone. Um, but he was a huge Triple H fan. And Last name Johnson, and he wanted to name my sister Triple J. <laughs> and that basically is a joke name based yeah. on Triple H. It was suplex. Bye! And boss man's like, yeah, no. He's like, I'm not having here we go. I was gonna say, Boss Man's the marathon man at this point. But, yeah. Well, Boss Man and Test, really, because Boss Man waited to come out. There's uh, one. Farouk! Ron Simmons. God, he was massive. Damn! So, the gimmick that was originally planned to continue, they had that do instead. Yeah. He's already gone. Bro, you know what I have to say about that? Damn! <laughs> And uh, Bradshaw no, up in Albany scares me. Both, both of them. Oh, they were they were great. They were hilarious. Oh no, I'm sure. But if they were mad, scared. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
There's no. There's no way I'd want to mess with No. Funny though. Funny, funny, funny. No, Test did not come out before Boss Man Gang Hard. Boss Man came out first, but Boss Man didn't go in the ring until Test came out. Why am I not getting paid for this? I don't know. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Now recently released, Road Dog Jesse James. Thanks for letting me finish that. I really like that. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I like it. I always, I always liked entrances like theirs where they would like come into the ring and like they were part of mm-hmm. the music and everything with their mic skills. You know, just like our truth when he would come down and sing his or rap it, whatever. Yeah, I enjoyed Billy Gunn's ass man theme too. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I just like what he and the Ass Boys are doing right now in AEW. I know, I love that they call it, that people are calling him the Ass Boys. I love Dan Housen for that. <laughs> hey, Billy Gunn even retweeted us. Yep. When I asked him if he would uh, adopt the Ass Boys Dan, Dan Housen so that Dan Housen could be part of the world famous Ass Boys, and he said, Yep, of course. In a quote tweet. That confirms that they're called the Ass Boys. I don't care yeah. what he says. Well, then. Oh, who is it? Hey! Let's go! No head? No head. I'm trying to remember if he was part of uh, Head Cheese or not. At this point, oh, there goes Bulldog. But I feel like that was 2001. I feel like they only called it Head Cheese because they couldn't say I feel like maybe they didn't have copyrights or something at this point. I feel like they called it Head Cheese because they couldn't call it Dick Cheese. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's, got it. 100%. Just just hanging in the ropes. Bossman and Tess both still in. Yep. I'm upset that Rock Kishi isn't. Yeah, that's a shame. I'm not going to hear Rock Kishi anymore. No Rock Kishi. At that point, he might as well be called Dwayne the Rock Kishi. Ah! <laughs> He's so funny, isn't he? He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Four, three, two, one. Now lead us. 
What a massive man he was back then. Oh, yeah. Wait. Ha! Damn it! <laughs> oh, Taka's already on the way to the hospital, huh? Yeah. Funaki's still coming back. Now you know why I was kind of like, eh, yeah. Well, then I thought that Mean Street Posse was taking over their spot, and then, nope, Funaki's back. I feel like they sent them out because they were trying to figure out if Taco was okay at first. Yeah. Time. Once he was on the way to the hospital, this was probably like, all right, get back up. <laughs> I think. Ugh. He just posted this on YouTube a year ago. It's a 2000 match. Yeah. And it's got. Almost 7 million views. Why, why don't all those people just go to Peacock at that point? Because then you can watch more. And again, you search YouTube for this about anything you find it. True. Six. Five. five four. Three. Two. two one. one. Albert. Oh, Albert. Ew, I remember he was a very hairy man back then. Ooh, there goes Edge. I'm sad. I forgot how hairy of a man that Tensai was. Good old Lord Tensai. See, Tensai wasn't hairy though, he was all shaved. Yeah. And much bigger. Yes. Ah, Fred Silver. Why? 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 Why did they have to? He was a big star over in Japan. Oh, yeah. Currently still a coach down in NXT. Yep. Head, head coach, right? Yeah. No. The name just gets me every time. Used to be partners with Pest. And Trish Stratus led the way. TNA. I like when they would, uh, on the old Edge and Christian show, they would make remarks and say TNA, but instead of showing like the wrestling company logo, it would just show Test, um, Albert, and Trish. And tr- yeah. Two, one. Parkour Alley! Heck of an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Crash went to the back, they watered him. That came back up. <laughs> he was actually... Just kidding, Crash is still in the rumble. Hardcore Holly was someone that I really wanted to see become a world champion. Yeah, same. When he got the Hardcore Holly gimmick, it was perfect for him. Absolutely. I almost thought he had his footing to become a world champion when they uh, 
did the ECW reboot too. But then you remember that really bad injury he got? He had that uh, hardcore match with RVD. And sliced and his back sliced open. sliced his back open on the table. That was a big gash. Mm-hmm. Imagine like him feuding with RVD for the ECW title and CM Punk and all that. Yeah, I was shocked too because there wasn't a lot of blood. No, but he was out for a long time. Yeah, well, it was huge. But he was, I think he was out for like almost a year. Yeah. I don't think it was the blood that was problem. I think it just went deep. Oh, it was. Yeah! Rocky! Look at the crowd. Yeah, no, it was deep. Look at how young he is. He's like in his 20s at this point. Like just there goes the longest man in the ring. The boss man is eliminated. You know what's crazy is almost all of The Rock's WWE career was when he was in his 20s. Yeah. Like, he left shortly, very shortly into his 30s. Like, his, his WWE career was over before the age that you are now. That's You're not wrong. It's just crazy how short he was around for. Man becomes the number one actor in the entire world by being a top pro wrestler for less than 10 years. Owns the XFL now, too. Yep. His own crazy. production company. Huh? His own production company. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yes. His ass boy sons are there too. Are they? Oh. No, I, I don't know how old they are. They might have already been born. Maybe. Wow. So we've got the Hollies. We've got the New Age. Ah, you can you can see Billy's thong. Through those. Oh, there's that DDT. Well, we no longer have the Hollies. We have a Holly left. I was gonna say we had the Hollies and the New Age. They didn't even work together. Nope. Is Pest alone the Rumble, or he did alone? He's still there. If TNA. Yep. We have the New Age There's a couple teams. Although they're not even a team yet at that point, right? Who? Were they, were Pest and Albert the team? They already, they already were. No. Okay. See, you guys would think I'm an encyclopedia. I know like the big matches that happened back around this time, but I don't know like when they were. Yeah, they already, that, that stuff already happened. Gotcha. This is good though, because this is like helps me piece stuff together that I didn't watch too. Yeah. Big show! 
The OG theme song. And the guy who did this is from Syracuse, New York. The original one. Just that voice. That's he's from. He's uh, uh, Joe from K Rock. Oh, okay. And he does the AEW theme too. That's awesome. And he's got hair still. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just went. Oh, it's Tusk. Oh, there goes Gangrel. Here goes El Venus. Oh, maybe not. He also put emphasis. Jr. also put emphasis on the big show stage there too. The big show. Yeah. Tony Chimel used to do it a lot too. Wow. It's little things you hear back then that like remind you of the little weird things Vince Dunn makes people do now. Too. Yeah. It's like, alright, he was weird back then too. Right. Wow. By God. What a maneuver! Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh my. Bradshaw. Madness clothesline. Bradshaw. Oh god damn. Look at those punches he throws. Bradshaw had to have been one of the stiffest people to work with. One can only assume. He eliminated all three of them. Oh, 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 the arm, the rope. Oh, and there goes Bradshaw. Must be that the, uh... Oh, look at He's beating him up. Oh! Up there's Farouk. Is... So were, were they feuding with them? No. Yeah. I got Wicked Bad Earth. That's why I'm not talking much. That's... No, that's, uh... I think it's just something they did just to have them interfere with the Rumble, just to have them on TV. But I think they had a match the next night on Raw, like a three-on-two handicap. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think it lasted long. Jane and Deborah. They couldn't really light the turn like he's on fire. No. Wow, that sounded freaking. Oh, there goes. Bye, Bill. Like how long they constantly changed who he was picking. What'd you say? I like how Lawler constantly changed who he was picking. He still does that when he guest commentates oh, yeah. in the Rumble. I had a great interaction with him on Twitter when someone said, talked about how Jerry Lawler was going to be a guest announcer for the Royal Rumble. Because mm-hmm. he had made the announcement on Twitter, and I had tweeted at him, 
how excited I was because I always liked when the surprise entrance came out the way he said what because he's like what or, or sometimes he would do like the who's next it's like a very high pitched yep. what sound you know when he says it it's just very high pitch so yeah. oh godfather, the godfather. Uh, the green attire. I always favored the green attire Same. over the purple attire. Yeah. So he would um, he would go on talking smack and talk about it. How people on Twitter were freaking out about the way he said what. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he mentioned uh, like without directly saying it, he mentioned you tweeting about that. Uh, yeah, that's one of the pre shows. Yeah, because that's what. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's me. Oh. Funaki's back. Does Funaki, SmackDown number one announcer. Although no one was paying attention to him, so he lasted for a little while. Yeah, that was probably the longest he's been in. <laughs> for like the eighth time in '97. Godfather's just taking his time. Oh yeah. He's catering to the crowd. Oh, slow motion. Watch, watch his head. Oof. God, that's brutal. Oh, the Godfather made it in. He is such a cool man to meet, too. So nice. He seems like he has nothing bad to say about the business either. No. Seems extremely grateful. Xbox? There he is. I think he's going to be a surprise entrant in this year's Rumble. Well, yeah, because he talked about on the bump that he's ready for a run in 2022. Fans, if you go to meet and greets, if you're going to be at WrestleMania for WrestleCon, perched on the top rope is going to have Bull Nakano, Sonny Ono, an Ultimo Dragon. That is the first weekend of April for WrestleMania down in Dallas, Texas. February 6th, you can check us at Baltimore Celeb Fest with Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. And March 26th, you can catch us at the 2300 Arena, the original ECW Arena. For Icons of Wrestling with Bull Nakano, Ultimo Dragon, and Sonny Ono. All you got to do to get tickets is go to eventbrite.com and literally just type in their name and our promotions come up. Click on the link, get your tickets, and we'll see you at the show. Amen. I think that's how that works. And Billy Gunn eliminates his own tag team partner. Hey, look, Shogun. Just kidding. Bye. Oh, look at they pulled Kane out. Imagine that X Pac is one of the final four with Kane, Big Sh- Never mind. <laughs>
I mean, he was still one of the final four. That was a huge freaking throw, too. Did you see him go? Yeah. He was one of the final four. Oh, Xbox, Xbox like, missed. no. He's pulling a stone cold. NWO reunion. Oh, just kidding. There's Kane. His old tag team partner. Wasn't X Pac eliminated? Oh! Yeah, refs didn't see it. Oh, the refs didn't see it. No. They were busy dealing with the New Age Outlaws and Kane. That's genius. This could have led to a, a, a bigger push for X Pac, too. Yeah. Like he re- like Xbox always been extremely underrated. He really got his time to shine in this. Oh yeah. Xbox is like one of the guys that gave a platform for high flyer guys to have a chance in the industry. Yeah. Like I said, criminally underrated. I forgot about that. Be careful. You will tear your anus doing that in the future. Twice. Well, he is not happy. Oh. Rip. At least he was gentle with him. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. Final two. Rock and show. He didn't even pick him up. He just slipped off his feet. Most electrifying movement. Look at the crowd. All of entertainment. The crowd's just going nuts. Boom! I remember like just being a teenager freaking out over this. And oh. Oh yeah. We always knew the best spots were happening and it always added to the show when everyone was taking pictures from their camera. Yeah. Like when Manny Mutati mm-hmm. captured uh, the curtain call in Madison Square Garden. Which you can find on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. You'll get better at it. That interview was the curtain call, kid. Yes, you are. He's about to dump him. Oh! The Rock lift. The Rock held on. I remember one, there was like a huge controversy. There was, the what? Right? For this? Yeah, because then they do like a story after this talking about how like the Rock's foot like hit at the same time that it wasn't just, it was just one fight. That's how he kept the, the win, right? Yeah, it was like a Shawn Michaels type. Yeah, because I remember, I feel like, I remember hearing about how after the show, like, um, like on Raw or whatever, after there was like an argument over it, because they showed like a replay, but like Rock kept the win because of like one of his feet touch. Yeah. So it was hard to like tell from the replay. The Rock wins the 2000 Royal Rumble. And we'll go on to WrestleMania. 
Big Show goes on anyways, doesn't he? Isn't this, this leads up to the Fatal 4-Way, right? Or no? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the... This leads to the Rock, Big Show, uh, Foley, Triple H at WrestleMania 2000. It's kind of walks uh, out like the end with the title yeah. of this Twenty-nine jabronis. That's right. It's called success. That it is. That it is. And not having Rock Kishi's ass in his face from a stink face. Ooh, we got a treat. It's the mic. That voice hasn't changed. Nope. The Rock is honestly dead. Finally, The Rock is going to wrestle Mania. Oh! Oh! Now Big Show's like, I win. I'm going to WrestleMania. Big Show's like, you cheated. I. Look at, look at that kid. He just like touched the rock. Derby. You know you what? See the you know hanging out Big Show's beard. Yeah. And remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. We're out.